In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime. And is there a goalie controversy in Washington? Let's get into that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals pick up the big W in overtime. Evgeny Kuznetsov, who hadn't had a goal the entire month of January, gets it and drops the curtains On the Columbus Blue Jackets, we'll talk about that in the show. And then we're going to talk about, is there a goalie controversy in Washington? Can you believe I'm saying that? But it's true. I'll talk about that later in the show. And then in the final segment, we will talk about how the Caps are getting production from not sources normally seen. You see that Trevor Van Riemsdyk got two goals on the night. The blue line stepping up big for your Washington Capitals. But just to get going tonight, your Washington Capitals do, in fact, take down the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime. And I guess the one thing I'm going to say about this game is that the, the Caps let the Blue Jackets back into this game. I, I think that the Caps kind of had it sealed up and locked down, and then they let the Blue Jackets back into the game. And, uh, you know, despite the record of the Blue Jackets, they're actually a pretty decent team. There was a lot of fight in that team tonight, a lot of pushback. Ultimately, the Capitals found a way to be the better team. That's why they picked up the big W tonight. And I can't understate enough or underestimate or not speak about this enough is that the Caps picking up this big win before they head into the All-Star break is huge. Because when I was watching this game, and I was watching it a bit delayed because I got kids and I got to put them to bed and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes I'm not always in real time. But uh, that's the the beauty of having you know ESPN Plus on demand where you can just watch it at your leisure. And I'm watching this game, and it's getting late. It's late right now. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching this game, and the Caps blew it. You know, it's a tie game. We're going to overtime, and, you know, the... Based on the play that I'm seeing on the ice, the Caps are probably going to lose this game. Uh, So suffice it to say, I was happy that Evgeny Kuznetsov, like I said, who didn't have a goal the entire month until tonight, 
found a way to get a goal and uh, just let the Caps go into the All-Star break on a high note. Uh, some just things a note in the game is was a very physical game. There was a lot of mix-ups in the corner, most notably the hit on Jensen that drew the ire of a bunch of other Capitals players. See Martin Faravari. And, you know, it just seems like when you're watching the game, the game was getting called really tight at first, and you could see the expression on Peter Laviolette's face and the, the words that were coming out of his mouth. He was not a very happy man out there. And, uh, you know, I think to a certain extent, the refs can almost call too tight of a game. you got to let the guys play a little bit, but some of those where Jensen was just laid out there. Um, it just doesn't seem like the penalty or uh, did really fit the crime. You know what I'm saying? I, it almost seems like there should have been more uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets than there what, what it was because Jensen was kind of in what they say a vulnerable position and he ended up getting hit and, you know, thankfully he was able to just brush it off and was able to continue playing. But you know, just an interesting game uh, in that regard out there. Uh, but the Caps, 4-3 to three win tonight against Columbus. The Caps improved to 9-4-1 against Metro Division opponents this season. And those are big things for me because those points matter the most. Because if you can win games in the Metro Division, they mean more in the regard that you got some points and the team that you played didn't get the points so that's automatically going to potentially, you know, over time, push you up in the standings a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that I was a little bit worried about watching this game is I didn't want the Caps to get fall into what they call a trap game, you know, where they were playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, thinking to themselves, you know, we had a tough go of it against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but we're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. We should be able to just, you know, get in there, knock them out and move on to the next one. Uh, that wasn't really the case. There was a you know a couple opportunities in this game that the Blue Jackets could have come back in and actually defeated the Capitals, and uh, that would have been a tough pill to swallow going into the All-Star break, that not only did you lose a huge game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but then you lose one against the Columbus Blue Jackets, but that's that's all you know, for not. That is not what happened. The Caps actually did uh, come out and, you know, with some perseverance and tenacity, found a way to pick up a big win out there. And again, like I talked about, and I'll talk about a little bit later in the show, they were able to do it, you know, from kind of sources not normally seen or unsuspected sources. If you, you know, said in the beginning of the game, the Caps were going to get two goals, by Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I don't think most people would have believed you. They would have said, that doesn't sound probable, but it's the case. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Eric Gustafson thing, where, where these blue liners who have been kind of quiet the entire season, all of a sudden are just jumping to life and really helping contribute to this team. So if there's one thing, if there's one steady force of this team, it's the blue line. And it's not just the work that they do on the defense. They're chipping in and they're helping Caps win games the most. Because let's face it, minus those two goals of Van Riemsdyk tonight, the Caps wouldn't have won the game. That's some pretty basic math out there. So it's really just great considering, you know, the injuries out there to Tom Wilson and uh, that kind of thing out there that you're getting that production uh, from different players out there. So that was just a big thing for me out there uh, tonight. And that's what the Caps need going forward. So we head into this all-star break. It's going to be, uh, it's a week plus here that there's not going to be any games. This is going to be a great opportunity 
for some Caps players that were maybe on the edge of coming back that, you know, now they should be able to come back. Maybe there's a chance that uh, Tom Wilson can come back. Maybe there's a chance that John Carlson, I I don't think John Carlson will uh, just based on the fact that they're reevaluating, but maybe he can be a little bit closer to his return. Um, If they could even get Tom Wilson back out of this, I think that would be huge. He just brings so much to the table, a lot of intangibles. He brings that intimidation factor out there. That's what the Caps could have used on the ice tonight. When those guys were kind of thrown around Jensen and, you know, you saw Backstrom in there. And the last, you know, the thing I'm watching it is Backstrom, for the love of God, do not get involved in a fight. You just had a hip resurfacing procedure and there's, you shouldn't even be playing on the ice right now based on statistics. Could you see one of those players just kind of wrestling him to the ground and all of a sudden him screwing up that uh, procedure that he had done? Um, So just if there's one thing, and you know, that's one of the things that Tom Wilson does is he kind of steps up for, for some of the the smaller guys that he knows really aren't going to hold their own in a fight. See Nick Backstrom uh, to kind of keep them away. Cause the last thing you want is someone like Backstrom getting injured in a game like this. Same goes for Marcus Johansson and all these guys. So if you even have someone like Tom Wilson, just skate into the vicinity, I think a lot of that stuff would have got broken up out there because that game at points was way more physical than it should have been. And, you know, the Blue Jackets, they they were cognizant of it. They knew that Tom Wilson wasn't out there. That's why they tried to have their way with the Capitals team because Garnet Hathaway is pretty much the only other player on this Caps team that is a tough guy. And, you know, they kind of come after Garnet Hathaway with both barrels uh, because he is that instigator. He is that guy in the front of the net that's always trying to bump in the goal uh, right from the net front. And that irritates the opponent to no end. So in any event, the big thing for the Caps tonight is, you know, that they work together as a team. They, they work together as a unit. Um, but, you know, if they could get, you know, some of these players back, if Tom Wilson would have been out on the ice tonight, I think that a lot of those skirmishes and things that you saw in the corner probably would not have happened. But overall, uh, I got to say, just a really great game. And another player for me that has really stepped up, who's on the trade block, the trade block is Lars Eller. If you saw Lars Eller play out there, he was involved in more of the plays that led to scoring opportunities than most any other guy out on the ice. And I know that he's coming up on a contract year that, you know, at the end of the year, either he re-signs with the Caps, which is doubtful, or he moves on to another team. But he's making it a bit difficult for the Caps. I think that ultimately... Uh, He's working on his own resume to kind of show to other potential NHL teams that I still do have a pretty good skill set and I can deliver, I can answer the bell uh, when called upon. And I got to say, just really pleasantly surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Lars Eller is a pretty good hockey player at the end of the day. I just don't think uh, he fits into the Caps long-term plans. But tonight and the last several games, I guess I got to say, Lars Eller has stepped up and stepped in and played a huge role, not necessarily showing up on the score sheet, but being involved in scoring plays. If you take a look at it, because just taking a look at Lars Eller tonight, uh, he had one assist. So just taking a look at it, um, you know, it's not a goal. Uh, It's not multiple assists like that, but time on ice, 1653. So he was eating up uh, a decent amount of minutes out there. 
Uh, and then also you had um, Garnet Hathaway out there doing what he does best. He also gets a goal on the night. So just all in all, I guess I got to say a good team win for the Caps. Uh, a big game for Charlie Lindgren, Chucky Sideburns, and I'll talk about him in the next segment here. Uh, but just that's my big takeaway. This was a team working as one cohesive unit, and you saw tonight that when this team wants to, they can find a way to win games. And I know that all the you know people around me that don't follow hockey that close are like, well, that's great, Dan. The Caps picked up a win against the Blue Jackets. Ooh, that's such an accomplishment. If you watched the game, you would know that that Blue Jackets team had some pretty good pushback, and I think they're kind of just on the cusp of bigger and better things. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about, is there a goalie controversy in Washington? And I know people say are saying, Dan, are you crazy? Darcy Kemper is our number one. Well, there are certain things that are come, starting to come into focus here as we kind of are heading into when the games mean the most here. Uh, we can have inconsistent net minding. And is there ultimately a net minding uh, controversy in Washington? We'll talk about that after the break. This year, the only app you need at the Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel, FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if you're first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And guys, even if you're not into betting, if you have some money on the game, it makes watching the games that much more exciting. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we're going to talk about something that's a bit contentious, and I really can't believe that I'm talking about it. And maybe it's something that'll evaporate. I don't know, but is there a goalie controversy in Washington? You saw what happened in the month of December when Darcy Kemper was injured. Charlie Lindgren came in and saved the Caps bacon the almost the entire month. And then Darcy Kemper came back, and let's be honest, he's had some good games, but he has also had some inconsistencies, suffice it to say. Darcy Kemper has been pulled twice over his last four starts. Charlie Lindgren, over his last 13 starts, is 10-3-0 with a 2.24 goals against average and a .918 save percentage. Um, and if you watch the game, he did come up with some big saves tonight, some saves that, you know, maybe a lot of other goalies couldn't make. He stopped 31 of 34. Uh, so just stepping up and playing a big role. So what's the controversy here? 
we are past the point of the season where the games are like, well, if you win it, if you lose it, eh, so it's no big deal. We still have plenty of hockey left to play. We don't have enough hockey to play anymore. I know this isn't the end of the season, but things are getting tighter. Teams are stockpiling players. They're solidifying their lineups to make solid pushes for the playoffs. Uh, Stanley Cup pushes here. If you just take a look at the Islanders in particular, they signed Bo Horvat, a big name uh, that was on the market out there. Does that make the New York Islanders a lot better of a team? You bet it does. Do they play in the Metro division with the Caps? Yes, they do. So it's moves like that that the Caps are going to have to take a look at to help solidify this. So what I'm talking about in the is there a controversy surrounding the netminding position? It is my belief, it is my contention that the Caps have got to go with the hot hand right now in net. They have to put aside any of the labels of this is our number one and this is our number two goalie and they have to go with the the goalie that's going to give them the best chance at winning a game, period. And, you know, some people will say, well, you're paying Darcy Kemper all this money. You can't have him, you know, not playing in the games. That's nonsense. They signed Charlie Lindgren, you know, a, a goalie out there that had, you know, a good good record in the AHL and has played so well on this Capitals team that he literally, in a lot of ways, saved the season for this Capitals team. And, you know, my, some people saying, you know, that's, a, are you drinking hyperbole Kool-Aid? I'm really not. If you take a look at it, if, you know, when Darcy Kemper uh, left and got injured in the month of December and say they had a less goalie, uh, uh, you know, a qualified goalie on this team, say they had a Sam Sonoff or a Vanacek and they played like they did for the last two years that they were on the Capitals, the Capitals, uh, you know, the, their playoff hopes could have evaporated. But Charlie Lindgren stepped in, you know, a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of reps in the NHL and pretty much single-handedly saved the hopes of the Capitals, you know, making any kind of push for into the playoffs. He held down the netminding position when there was a lot of uncertainty. There's still a lot of uncertainty, but to have someone like that, uh, like Charlie Lindgren, to come in and just kind of solidify that netminding position is something you know, that I can't talk about enough. I think that when he came in and just saved the Caps on a lot of different levels, um, like I talked about, Darcy Kemper, and I talked about this before he even came to the team, is that he is prone to the injury bug, and he is. And he's been injured this year. And some of them, you know, they're not his fault, you know, like the one this season he got slashed uh, by Toffoli and ended up missing some time. And last season, he took a stick up high against the Predators. I'm not saying that it's Darcy Kemper's fault. All I am saying is that he is prone, for whatever reason, to being bit by the injury bug. So thank God that the Capitals have someone like Charlie Lindgren to help save this team. He did it in the month of December, and it is my belief that if Darcy Kemper continues to show flares of inconsistency, that the Caps are going to need him again, to save them and to, to give them any chance to make a push at the playoffs. I know that right now it's kind of a Hail Mary pass for this Caps team to make any kind of push into the playoffs. And I know what you're saying, that, you know, historically the Caps always make it to the playoffs. 
Things are changing. This is an older team. This is not the Caps team of 2018. Same goes for a lot of other teams in the Metro. Take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are not the Pittsburgh Penguins of old. So if there is any chance, if there's any hope of the Caps having grander plans of doing bigger things, they are going to need one of the netminders, if it's Darcy Kemper or Charlie Lindgren, to rise to the surface and save this team. And uh, as it stands right now, just based on recent play, it very well could be Charlie Lindgren, and I'm okay with that. Uh, again, you know, you hear a lot of talk, and I talk to some of these beat writers, and they're like, well, there is no goalie controversy. They signed Darcy Kemper to be the number one. Well, are you going to go down with that ship? You know, we're going to sink this season because Darcy Kemper is our number one netminder and come hell or high tide. He's going to be between the pipes, and if it means the Caps don't make it to the playoffs, well, so be it. That is the dumbest thinking that I could possibly think of. The Capitals want the best goalie possible between the pipes to give them the best chance at making a push. Caps have squandered a lot of years here uh, since 2018, not making it past the first round since 2018. They kind of had this blip on the radar when they won the Stanley Cup, and then it's kind of just been you know, lackluster capitals since then. Uh, there's been flashes of greatness, but it's just this team's reluctance to want to get younger and to add new youth to this team has kind of put them into this position that they're at. But that's not what we're talking about in this segment. What we're talking about is the net minding, and that is what we need right now. And I believe that right now, at least anyway, things, you know, are in flux. They could change. For me right now, that guy is Charlie Lindgren. He should be the guy that's starting between the pipes against the Boston Bruins. Um, I said that before the game tonight, and I believe that right now, that I think that Charlie Lindgren gives the Capitals the best chance at winning right now. And if you want a measuring stick like no other measuring stick, they face the Boston Bruins when they come back from the All-Star break. And I think that that is going to change a lot of people's opinions on Charlie Lindgren, either for the good or the bad. But if he can find a way to pick up a win against the Boston Bruins, I think that to a certain extent, he has already sort of solidified his uh, spot as the predominantly number one starter. I'm not going to say that Darcy Kemper is not going to get any more action, but it's time for one of these netminders to rise to the surface and take control of that net to give this Capitals team their best chance at making a push for the playoffs and not just making it to the playoffs, making a decent push. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the Caps uh, going into the playoffs and what they have to do. And one player is kind of rising to the surface and save the team tonight, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. What is it about the Caps blue line that's helped saving this team? We'll talk about that after the break. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holiday seasons and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You gotta try a Built Bar. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. So what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% chocolate. That's right, 
real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Belt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can buy them at your local Walmart. And guess what? Walmarts are everywhere. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box bar of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to the Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk about the Caps blue line and how they're stepping up and helping to save this team. And again, if you would have thought that Trevor Van Riemsdyk would have scored two goals on the night to help save this Caps team, then you are a lot better than me, I guess, because I did not see that happening. Trevor Van Riemsdyk out there with just a great night, scores two goals on the night, extends the Caps lead to 3-1. to one. It also marks Van Riemsdyk's sixth goal of the season, which establishes a new single-season career high. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't really want to think about it too much. I don't want to question it, why, you know, the, the Caps blue line is stepping up. But all I know is that I think that the pressure on the blue line is there right now to help stand in for the gap that John Carlson left behind. Let's face it, John Carlson was the number one blue liner on the Caps. And when him, with him out of the lineup... It is kind of replacement by committee, and you're starting to see that. You saw uh, Gustafson step up. Now you're starting to see Trevor Van Riemsdyk step up. Um, and when I say step up, I'm talking about scoring. I know that they kind of lock it down as far as defense is concerned, but they need more from those those blue liners than just defense. They need scoring, and they are getting that. Uh, from from a lot of different players that you wouldn't normally think of tonight. It was Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And another pleasant surprise out there on this team going forward. Uh, this is going to be all their keys to success is getting contributions from everyone is also Nicholas Abe-Kubel. I talked about in the first segment about how Lars Eller was kind of tied in with a lot of uh, scoring opportunities out there. Same goes for Nicholas Abe-Kubel, who has some great wheels out there and also helped contribute uh, big time for the Caps, I guess I got to say, out there tonight as well. Uh, 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 Abe-Kubel, great skater, created space in the neutral zone to set up TVR goal uh, that was screened up front. Um, And that's what I'm talking about. It's not necessarily... Um, getting the goal, but it's helping to to help assist or facilitate in that goal. And that's what you're starting to see uh, from Nicholas Abe-Kubel. So you're getting the blue line stepping up, and you're also getting some of these players, which I'm going to go ahead and call depth pieces, that are helping this Caps team make a push. And we've seen that all season. Uh, there's also been stretches where Sonny Milano has stepped up and helped helped out uh, in the scoring department as well. But uh, uh, Nicholas Abe-Kubel is a bit of an interesting guy. They picked him up from the Maple Leafs. You know, there just really wasn't a home for him there. Came here and tried to to be the tough guy in Tom Wilson's absence and subsequently was in, or uh, suspended. So then he came back and kind of recalibrated his head and said, 
let me just kind of concentrate on what I do best, and that is being a great skater and being a great playmaker. And that has really helped out the Caps even more than being that tough guy out there. Um, so just a really great uh, addition to this team. And I do you know, think that that's what the Caps are going to end up adding here at the trade deadline or before is just these small moves. I don't see a Bo Horvat caliber trade happening for this Caps team. And uh, I guess time will tell if that will pay dividends for the Islanders if they're able to re-sign Bo Horvat to a deal or if they you know, just got a really expensive rental. That's the kind of thing I don't want to see the Capitals do. I want to see them go out and make moves similar to a Nicholas Abe Cubell, a Sonny Milano. But just like I'm talking about in this segment, you are getting the production and it doesn't have to be from Ovechkin. It doesn't have to be from Backstrom. I'm okay. A goal is a goal as far as I'm concerned. And if you can get him from someone like Trevor Van Riemsdyk tonight, who got two goals, or if you can get him you know, from a Nicholas Abe Cubell. And it, again, it's not all about the act of scoring goals. It's the assist. It's the facilitating uh, of the, the goal. It's help, you know, making the opportunity happen. And that's what happened tonight. As you saw, Nicholas Abe Cubell, especially on the one of the Trevor Van Riemsdyk goals, just kind of his wheels and his speed uh, is what uh, helped that. And he actually did get an assist on that goal. There was a scoring question on that, but he did get the assist on that. So that's what I'm talking about. It is, this is kind of a team that is just kind of strapped together. It's not like the old days when it was just the marquee names that were on this team. You know, if you take a look at 2018 when they won the cup, it was kind of like all big names on this team. You know, there were some lower level players, but this team more than others, it's just kind of, you know, some, some guys that they picked up from these other teams, you know, on cheap deals and it's just them kind of all binding together uh, to help for the greater good. And what's the greater good? Helping the Caps make a big push for the playoffs. As we know, we don't have too many years left with Alex Ovechkin. We want to make the most of those years uh, for Alex Ovechkin so he can, for one, uh, pass Wayne Gretzky, but also so we can get more, you know, at least one more cup. I, want to, I don't want to settle for one cup, maybe multiple cups with Alex Ovechkin on this team. All right, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I would love for you to join me on the show. So you can send me an email, minutecastmedia at gmail.com. That's minutecastmedia at gmail.com, and we can talk a little bit, Caps, and you can be on an upcoming episode of Locked On Capitals. What are your thoughts? Is there a goalie controversy in Washington, or is that just... You know, a temporary thing. It's Darcy's net. It's just, that's the way it is. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what moves you think the Capitals need to make. And we can talk about that. I'll just send you a Zoom link. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I know it'll be a lot of fun for me. I think it'll be a lot of fun for you as well. So I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.